Good morning, Chris Black. What is what the hell are you doing? Big TJ, I'm literally coming from you, uh, coming to you from a supply closet in a uh, popular photo studio. I'm surrounded by Diet Coke. Um, looks like some uh, compostable uh, tableware. Um, I've got some, you know, other stuff around. Um, but I feel good. How do you feel? Um, I feel a little bit better, I guess. So. Even though you're locked away in a supply closet at Milk Studios, it's still very loud and a lot of people around. What's going on with that, Chris? There's nothing I can do about that, bro. I apologize. <laughs> Is it that bad? No, no, no. It's it's fine. We'll make it work. You're only going to be there for the intro part of the show, right? Not the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I, I I could only do the intro here, but then the full studio, uh, the the soundproof recording booth, uh, okay. is available f- after this first fifteen minutes. That's so good. we should be fine. No, I mean, I, I think in the next week or so, because of our travel schedules, yours and mine, and yours and mine together, you know, we might have some more ambient sounds going on. You know, some more mm. lifelike field recording style mm. audio. You know, it's it's less of a podcast yeah. and more of like an art piece, I guess. I consider that to be art. Um, so I think if we if we branch out into that, it feels like a natural extension for the brand. But yeah, I apologize. But Jason, duty duty calls. I'm back in the Big Apple. Um, the sun is out yet again. It was raining last night. I, I did have uh, dinner at at Ultra Paradiso with friend of the show mm. Benjamin Edgar. Um, Never been to Ultra Paradiso. Cool name. I feel like it's a place that you don't go there for the food, I'm assuming. No, the food's good, man. The Cacio Pepe was incredible. Um, I had a bite of Ben's. I had a nice, clean piece of hake. Um, and for dessert, <laughs> for dessert, we did have a delicious, I guess. A clean piece of fish. So <laughs> a rhubarb, uh, a rhubarb tart. A rhubarb tart that honestly gave me Pop-Tart vibes, which was very nice. Uh-oh. You put on your, your big kid pants last night at dinner, didn't you? That's right, I did. It was, a, it was a nice scene, though. The lighting was dim. It's a beautiful restaurant. Like The inside is really nice. So um, Ultra Paradiso. It was, it was nice to be there. It was nice to catch up with Big Ben. Um, and now... <laughs> Now I'm, you know, got up at six a five thirty a.m. this morning. I met my New York trainer Mike Bell at the at the gym at seven, and then I was on set by nine, bro. Wow, the Russell doesn't sleep. I'm I can't believe I get to podcast with the real dog pound girl. It's it's honestly, you should be impressed. You think, yeah, I'm I'm Kaya Gerber with a better body and a better sense of humor. So, <laughs> do you know what better means? <laughs> I, I guess I maybe I don't. Are you saying that I don't? <laughs> well, you you are probably. I've never met. KB, uh, but you know, I, I think it's safe enough bet that you're gonna make me laugh more than she will. Yes, uh, but you know, body body wise, you know, I guess that's still up for debate. That's that okay? The body part was a joke. I know. So let me be honest with yeah. you. Let me level with you. The sense of humor is not a joke. Chris, I don't. You don't have to explain to me. I have a lot of body parts that are a joke. <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that, but also glad to hear that. Mm. Um, a lot of people say dick to bomb, dick to. Dick too funny is what people say about me. <laughs> Yo, my dick, hilarious. Um, <laughs> yeah, but speaking of, you know, your, you know, hanging out in closets and stuff, I just I just got back, me and friend of the pod, James, a.k.a. Yimmy Yeo, we're checking out a potential office space for us in Hollywood, and unfortunately it didn't go as well as I was hoping it was going to go. God damn it. What's the problem now? You know, they, it's one of those situations where the, the the person who owns the building really thinks that they're they're kind of hot shit. They're sitting on some gold, mm-hmm. but then everyone else is just kind of like, eh, it ain't really. You. It's mid. It's mid. Yeah, it's it's more mid. So it's kind of like, well, this is it, and you know, the the price to to space ratio was not too high, and then it's you know, it's just kind of unfortunate. I hate to talk about it, but like Hollywood is is still as much of a shithole as it was. Oh, it's torched. When I first drove down the the streets twenty years ago as a youngster, coming up to go hang out with some chicks at an eighties club, it was it's just. I mean, like I'm driving down. It's torched. You know, it's Tuesday morning. You know, ten a.m. What you know, just a normal weekday, and there's just you know, I'm. Hollywood and Vine, the epicenter of Hollywood and, 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 you know, where tourists from all over the world come to. And there's just like a, a woman like wearing nothing but a blanket, like in the middle, in like the fast lane of the road. It was a bummer, but like I, they were like, here's the garden suites. And it looks just like, uh, you know, you're watching uh, Netflix's Mank or something like that. Like, oh, this is an old, if these walls could talk head ass office, 
you know, a little executive bungalow that Larry David might be working out of in an episode of Curb. Mm-hmm. So where does the problem come in? You know, you open the window and there's just oh. like, oh, there's seven tents and then a homeless guy who has like a knife in his teeth who is just staring me down. And then you're like, oh, the, you know, the bars on the window, thank God they're there. And then they're like, oh, okay, and these ones are 5000 a month. And you're like... Okay. So you're saying so you're saying the price was not equal to the to the space, but is there is there room to bargain? Because that's where Daddy comes in. Yeah, there's there's probably a little room to bargain, and I'm sure the I mean because the other occupants in the building, you know, it's like real estate. There's a woman that does like speech impediment for children training. Like boring. It's not it's not necessarily a who's who of what's going down in you know in the world of of art and cinema and culture. It's just some reg some normies. So. You know, a couple of tall podcasters coming in sweetens the deal. Might sweeten the deal, but who knows? But and also the the woman that was showing us the space, super nice. She's like, yeah, sorry, the door, the door is like a little. We just got the door jam fixed. Somebody like tried to kick it in, like kick the door in. And I'm like, of all the things to say during a tour of a potential tenant, why would you say? Why are you telling me that you just repaired this door because somebody tried to kick it in? It's honestly, it's it's crazy how difficult it is to find an office space in Los Angeles. Like, I had no idea it would be this hard. Easy to find an office space. It's very hard to find the perfect office space. Well, of course, I don't even think we're looking for perfect, Jason. Um, Much like, much like you, much like you and I. Don't don't you you say it. Don't we don't mind it. a few bruises. You know, we don't mind a little rough around the edges. We're able to see the beauty inside. You know what I mean? So, oh, God. Well, back to the back to the drawing board. But, I mean, are you saying it's unsalvageable? Is it is it just not even worth discussing? I don't think so. I don't think so. Okay. I mean, I, I wish I wanted to be over there and, and be like, you know what? Maybe Hollywood is changing for the better but it, it's still it's still a slimy old bitch of a town and I like that. I personally like that. But your chick doesn't. I understand that not everyone. <laughs> not everyone. First of all, you're not my chick. You're my co-host. Uh, but I, I, under, I, I understand. But also, that. I mean, I grew. I like. I, I cut my teeth on those streets in Hollywood when I first came. When I first moved up to L.A. and I was working in the nightlife industry, <laughs> I was on the block Hollywood and Coenga. That's five days block. a week you know your name your name your name meant something back so then i knew the whole and 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 at the you know when you're in your 20s and you're just drunk every day like that's fine it's all good like but when you're not it's just okay you know i'm, I'm not trying to get robbed like every day no one's no one's gonna rob no one's gonna rob us but i don't like the threat i'd rather not get robbed i don't want to have to worry about stepping in dog shit let alone human shit yeah, we, you know, we 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 don't work too have hard. Have you been to a, Have you been to a place called San Francisco before? Yeah, yeah. I used to love San Francisco too. Now there's just too much human shit. No, it's bad. Downtown but I mean, LA, human shit. Every everywhere has human shit. The problem with LA is that the best office spaces that I've seen are in downtown, and we all mm-hmm. agree we will not go there, and that is unfortunate. But I'm I still I can't be down there every day. It's too depressing. Hollywood's better I know than it's that. It's not so. Yeah, I it's think. not central for you guys. Hollywood is definitely better than that. It's not central for you guys, but the office space is available in Glendale right now. Oh, buddy. I mean, I I don't mind Glendale. I, I just I would prefer to have an uh, Los Angeles, California, or Hollywood or West Hollywood mailing address. We're gonna so, hold out. We're gonna hold out for for Larchmont. Oh, don't God. worry. Can, maybe 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 uh, maybe North like Universal City, Studio City type of you know get a little executive bungalow. So that could be a cute look for us. Speaking of of of. LA, LA locations. Mm. Are we flying? Out, are we flying to Indianapolis out of Burbank? Yes, bitch. Sick. It's my first time. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, our flight might be a little too early for us to check out Guy Fieri's kitchen. His fast casual concept, of course. Sure, sure. If you get a Bloody Mary, they serve it to you in a, a skull, kind of like Dan Aykroyd's vodka company. I was going to shout out Big Dan. Um, love that. Fuck Dan Aykroyd. I don't like Dan Aykroyd. Just <laughs> No, he's not. <laughs> no, he turned into like a fucking. He's a little. He's a little Q. He's a little QE. If you hear him on interviews nowadays, that's funny. That makes me like him more because he's funny. It's in like a Roseanne kind of way where it's like, oh, you kind of like. Okay, okay, it's a problematic way. It's not. Yeah, cool. it's it, like you could tell that they're not like this because they want to be. They're like this because like you know some type of brain degradation has happened and you know caused this to happen. They've been pilled. They've been pilled. Yeah, or maybe they just fell, injured themselves, you know, like had some type of thing where, you know, like 
Yeah, you hear about Dan. He fell down the stairs. He ain't been right ever since. That type of energy. I think that. Which da- wait, which Dan are you talking? Which Dan are you talking about? Ackroyd. We have a few. Oh no, I'm kidding. <laughs> 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 Look, I'm, everyone listening to this podcast has a pretty close friend named Dan who you worry about mentally. I mean, that's just I don't make the freaking rules. That's just no, how it you goes. don't. You don't, Jason. And I, I, and I, if, yeah, to all of our Dans listening right now, it's not you. Get some help, Dan. All you Dans out there, get some help. Your name's not Dan. You're not getting in. I forgot about his vodka, but isn't he also, isn't he a big weed business guy now too? You might be confusing him with Seth Rogen. I could never. Seth Rogen. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be linking soon with friend of the show, Mayor Hawthorne, to cop to cop the QP of, of Seth Rogen's cron. We'll do a live taste test on the pod. Don't worry. Not you, of course. You'll have to be in a, a remote. What's Seth Rogen's cron called? I know it's called Houseplant, but what's the, is there like different name? Is there like... Yeah, I don't. I don't think he. I don't think he created some crazy wild weed names. At least I certainly hope not. I, I think he was. He he had the sense and sensibility. No, he's no, he's sm- I, the whole thing. I told you we we talked about it. it's really well done. I'm like very impressed by the whole operation. And apparently, it's printing fucking cash. Printing, yeah, you know the leaf. He shut Leafly down seventeen times, bro. Uh, I don't know what leaf. I don't know what Leafly is, but it sounds like something that wouldn't be that hard to shut down. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was just going to look up this this house plant really quick. The three strains that Leafly reviewed are called Diablo Wind. No, <laughs> which is which is bad. Next, pancake pancake ice, which is pretty sick. Pretty sick. And then Pink Moon. I think Pink Moon has the most kind of damn refinery twenty nine energy to it. Wouldn't you agree? No, that sounds Pink Moon sounds like a little bit like a Urban Outfitters, you know, uh, yeah. Joshua Joshua Tree energy. Mm-hmm. That sounds pretty stony to me, brother. Well, but sorry, you were saying. I know you like to get John Blaze, TJ. So uh, I get I, I get John Blaze and J Tree like it's absolutely nothing. Find me in one you- of those. <laughs> Stainless, stainless steel tubs, soaking, just zooted. Yeah, getting absolutely John blazed off of, <laughs> off of some Joshua tree. You know what I'm saying, brother? Da- oh, damn! You, that's a little remix from TJ right there. But yeah, sure. so we do have a guest today. Um, her name is Connie Wang. She's the executive editor at Refinery Twenty Nine. Um, she has been working there for a long time, uh, and also hosted a documentary series called Style Out There, um, which examined subcultures around the world um which i love subcultures and i love the world so that's that kind of hits the mark for me oh um okay can't wait can't wait to get into some of your favorite subcultures that they cover chris as such a fan no problem and we're gonna talk to her she also just had a baby pretty recently because we were supposed to do this a while ago and then she was like shit i'm having a baby so hit me in like six months you know who honors maternity leave how long gone industries we do yeah we should actually yeah and it was paid pretty well paid from what i from what our accountant told us for the whole year and for listeners out there if you are on the payroll do not unionize please don't unionize right now yeah jason's a union buster i of course am not i'm very pro-union i'm a member of many pro-unions I don't. I don't know what unions do, so I'm inherently against. <laughs> is them SAG is is SAG a union? Because I'm part of that. I don't it's, know. It is. It's a guild, but it is a union. Yeah. Well, you're part of the Plumbers Guild, aren't you? As we're approaching our how long gone live theater tour, we it's we 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 need to probably stop bad mouthing the unions because they they run that crooked industry. If you ask me. Yeah, that's a good point. The show must go on. Um, all right, let's uh, let's give Connie a jingle, um, and uh, we'll we'll get into it with her. Okay, bye. Connie, what's good? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. It's good to be here. Obviously, podcasts uh, have no visuals, but like, it's nice to see that you're um, in some sort of closet, um, and Jason <laughs> is just a black box. I do look like I, I've been captured, but I want to just say to all the fans out there, I am safe. Don't worry about me. Do not send help. Um, I'm actually getting yeah, paid right now. So what situation are you in right now? <laughs> this is I'm actually I'm actually podcasting live from Fallujah. Chris um, locked himself in the closet at Dog Pound, and he's too embarrassed <laughs> to call somebody. But he's he's kind of he's been in there living off Go Macros for the better part of April. Now. They kept they kept they told me to, there would be a heavier kettlebell in the closet if I just went in there. So I went to grab it, and the door closed behind me. Now these guys won't Oldest let me out. Trick in the book. It's not a funny prank. I don't think this is funny at all. You know how these juice heads can be. That's true. There's a lot of problems at home. <laughs> a lot of problems at home. Thank God there was an outlet in there. <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah. where are you are you in la i'm in la yep i uh moved out here prior to the pandemic i would like to say 
a complete accident. Um, I think the universe sensed that I moved out to LA and then was like, here you go, pandemic times. And I've been here ever since, have not been able to leave. <laughs> By law, you have not been able to leave. <laughs> I think of you as a New Yorker for some reason. You weren't born there, right? I was not born there, no. I um, I uh, kind of adopted that bi-coastal sort of elite lifestyle, um, but I had been in New York. Welcome, welcome <laughs> to the club, sweetie. You can't say bi-coastal elite and then squeeze in a sort of. You have to own it with a little more confidence, <laughs> okay. Connie. I am a bi-coastal elite as of 2009. Bang it on my chest, baby. Let's go. <laughs> uh I, you know, I've lived in New York for uh, ooh, 11 years, um, then I moved out to LA in 2009, kind of sight unseen. I had been to LA like maybe twice or three times for work stuff. And uh, then I moved out here and married a Californian. I was about to say, cause that's wild boy, wild boy behavior to move somewhere. You've only been to a couple times that, that seems twisted. I mean, I had only been to New York a couple times before I moved out there too, but you know, it's, it's on brand for me. <laughs> you moved around a lot when you were a kid, right? I did, yeah. I, I predominantly grew up in Minnesota, and I think, uh, and, and before then, I lived in Nebraska and Alabama, all the best states. Um, and uh, shit, why, why on earth would you live in only hell holes? Is this a, is this a parental <laughs> job issue? Yeah. So when my parents immigrated to the United States, um, I think my dad had the pick of like a certain certain amount of like universities, um, and he thought the University of Lincoln, Nebraska, sounded so presidential. Without knowing what Nebraska was. In his defense, it does sound pretty presidential. It, it, it yeah, is. it does. It does. It definitely is. Compared to Carnegie Mellon, he was like, that's a fruit. He's like, I don't think so. <laughs> I'm all set on that. I don't like melons, really. Yeah, when I first heard uh, of what North Korea was, it didn't sound so bad. And now after reading some of the stories about it, I think it's kind of a bad place. <laughs> I don't think it's a great living experience. The lifestyle there is and, um, quite probably what you're used to. <laughs> no, yeah, Jason is a little bit too pampered for that North Korea. I could probably take it. You know, I'm a man of the people a little more than he is. He's the Dennis Rodman of this podcast. I'm the Dennis Rodman of this podcast in particular. Did you go to high school in Alabama? I did not. No, I moved from Alabama to Minnesota when I was like second grade or something. So uh, my time in spent in the South was very limited. That's too bad for you. I don't know what's worse, but Minnesota, I have a lot of friends from Minnesota and it seems pretty cold. The only takeaway for me is, is how cold it is. It's either too cold or it's too hot. I regularly did this thing when I was younger. Uh, this is a hack, a style hack, beauty hack for you, for you all. Uh, when it is below freezing, <laughs> below zero, and you want to... This better not be about P50. I'm sick of hearing, hearing about that. <laughs> no, it, it, it absolutely is not about P50, but it, it could kill you like okay. P50 maybe. Uh, <laughs> once you shower, you walk outside with completely wet hair, and it flash freezes, and then you can brush your hair out like all the ice out of your hair and it's an, you, it's an instant uh hair dry whoa wow this is sick flash frozen just like my nuggies i don't know what that means <laughs> like a chicken nugget you ever had a chicken nugget of course i've had a chicken nugget who has your favorite chicken nugget? Just a quick question aside off the road. I mean, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a classist, uh, classicist. Uh, I'm, I'm not classist. Okay. I'm a classicist. Sorry. <laughs> Just I'll, I'll, edit, I'll edit that to make you say I'm a classist. <laughs> but then I love McDonald's chicken nuggets. So what is that? Yeah, I'm okay. a classist against certain other classes. Yeah. It means you're a true American. Yeah, you're just a true American. I didn't know that hack, though, for the hair. I mean, I don't... Obviously, I, I have a shaved head, so it wouldn't work for me, but but it's an interesting tidbit for all our winter bunnies out there, you know, with so long, you, So straight hair. out the shower, mm -hmm. you put the North Face puffer on, you walk out into that brisk Minneapolis mm -hmm. air, and then how long until your hair is frozen solid? Nearly instant. When it is 20 <laughs> degrees below zero, it's really just right. like, it's a, it's a real time saver. 20 below, so, yeah. so two, three minutes, and we're frozen, mm -hmm. and then all you have to do is calm it out, and then just break all the... Calm it out. I don't think a single person would recommend doing this. Um, I think it's a, it's a hack that is probably beloved by, like, frat boys, and then, like, oh, teenage yes. girls who wake up too Those late. are our two markets. <laughs> frat, frat boys and teenage girls are the number one people that spend money on this podcast. Well, so it's good to go. know. It seems like that's a, a good girl boss hack. Like if Legally Blonde took place in Minneapolis, I could see I could see Reese doing that move. That's true. That's true. I was a, I was an innovator and pioneer. 
very early. Is high school in Minnesota, what were you into? I was into getting out of Minnesota. Um, and I think that that kind of probably speaks to the idea of what, why my inclination of moving to places before I've actually known these places. Now, with some wisdom behind me and some, now that I'm a little older, Minnesota is an awesome place and I really should have uh, taken more advantage of the scene while I was there. Um, but I was such a, I was, I, I was a coastal elite at heart, even though I had never been to the coast. <laughs> right. So you're like, get me out of here. I got to get to LA or New York yeah. where the real cultural culture is going on. I got to get out of this fucking dump. I was a real snob I about can, that. I can relate to yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, I can relate to that too. But I same thing in Atlanta. It was the same thing. I was like ready to go. But I also agree with you now. When I go to any kind of southern smaller town, I feel an affinity for it that I did not feel at 18 or 19. Yeah. Like I, I, I understand cool. the charm. Yeah. I understand the charm. Great place. Yeah, but I did not live in Minneapolis. I lived southwest of it in this place called Eden Prairie. I think it's only claim to fame. Not, I don't want to say only claim to fame, but one of its stronger claims to fame is the mall from Mulrats was our mall. Pretty big, pretty big. Nothing to shake a stick. <laughs> I at. think with every year that reference gets less and less relevant, and so I, I that's unfortunate. I, I only have like two more years to be able to drop that and getting any kind of reaction. <laughs> sure. Luckily, luckily for me, Conyers, Georgia. You know, we have our ups and downs. We do. The Fanning sisters are from Conyers, Georgia. So oh, that's pretty good. That's very I, I, good. I feel like they're. Because I didn't know that. Well, Jason, let me let me put you in a game player. But the the <laughs> yes, the, the Fannings are from there as well as um, obviously Chris Black is from there. And then um, Jack from NBC's uh, 30 Rock. Oh, excellent. Right. Oh, I can one up you on that. Um, I lived a minute and a half away from Prince. Shit. Yeah. Damn, you just you just sunned everyone. Did you ever see him at CVS picking up fentanyl patches or no? <laughs> That's dark. I didn't actually see <laughs> what was dark. in his checkout, uh, but yes, I did. Yes, I have seen Prince. Really? Out. That's yeah. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. You've seen see Prince? Prince? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to the Walgreens, bitch. Well, no, he <laughs> so he lived in Chamhassen, Minnesota, and I kid you not, um, it is a movie theater, a Walgreens a Byerly's grocery store. And that's basically it. Um, it is much smaller even than the, the, the town that I grew up in and he loved it and I love him for it. Uh, but yeah, same. true story. Uh, you know, he was a Jehovah's witness. I remember being at home alone. I was like 12 or something, 10, 11, whatever. Uh, and I heard a knock on the door, went to go open it. And I swear it was him standing outside the door. What? <laughs> evangelizing what? and just going door to door, you know, door knocking. And he was like, is, you know, is your, are, are your parents home? And I was like, no, they aren't. But are you? <laughs> he was like, I'm brother. And then what his last name is. Uh, and I was like, okay, it's not Prince. And he was like, okay, goodbye. Your parents aren't home. And then I told my mom what like afterwards. And she was like, it, it's not like you're making it up. It's not him. And so I like buried this memory deep in my brain. Um, and then when he <laughs> passed, all these stories came out about how other people had, been recipients of his door knocking and i was like me too i was not lying i felt so redeemed by it <laughs> that's actually that's actually really insane and that bring you know did you see the uh, we want to talk about this to you i don't know if you saw it, the justin bieber gq story today i don't know if you if you had a chance to take that in i haven't had i haven't had the time to read it but i have seen some of the images it's quite good the story is actually quite good uh zach baron's really yeah. good um but the images are the images are good too but the, it's interesting to me that this like um just celebrities and religion to me is fascinating because I, I was raised in the South. My parents are Baptist. I, of course, rejected it and think it's the stupidest thing in the world. And now we see it coming back as like a trend for rich and famous people. Uh -huh. Just like Jinkos. <laughs> exactly. 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 We live through both of these tragedies. But is it is it? Do you think it's just the search for meaning when you're famous and you have nothing? At, like you, you need something to anchor you? Or do you think it's like real faith? Like to me with Prince, like a Jehovah Witness, that's like a lifestyle. Yeah. Like that's not that's not trendy Christianity. That's like you were born into that, almost like Judaism or th or like Catholicism even. Mm -hmm. um, but I I just don't I just this trend of celebrities like finding God is troubling to me. Is really what I'm getting at. Speak on that, Sister Wang. Speak on that, Sister. <laughs> I am maybe the worst <laughs> person to ask about religion. Uh, I I I have thoughts about it, but I have no personal sort of connection to religion whatsoever. I find myself in a church like maybe that's cool. Well, I mean, it's, it's I'm jealous. It's cool in the sense that like 
maybe that's a little bit rare, but you know, like my parents are, you know, they've born and raised uh, from the, the, the religion of communism in China, you know? And so when they came over to the United States, they were like, like what religion, like what is, what this, is this? And um, I think for a while, my dad was telling people that we were Scientologists because he was like, it's science. Damn. We do believe in science. Your dad is cool and has his head in the right heart in the right place. Yeah. Like I think he like read half of the Wikipedia entry and he was like, that's enough for me. <laughs> you know? This is good. Yeah. I subscribe. <laughs> I subscribe to this. But yeah, the, 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 I, I think it is a search for purpose, but I think more so than that, I think, I think they're looking for honesty. I just feel like if you if you especially come of age and enter the world and become a public figure with no one telling you the truth about like who you are, what your like what values are, like what ethics are and what morals are, like you that can feel really bad and like just chaotic, you know. Um, and I think that like when you start thinking about religion um, as something that you know you you that might be a framework for how to live your life it comes ready made with all of those things right and the whole idea is that mm-hmm. you know they'll they'll take you for who you are you don't have to bullshit them you don't have to lie to them and they'll accept you and i think that it's a really powerful kind of um reason why people are drawn mm-hmm. and attracted to, to that but if you have that already in your life which i think a lot of young people do there's I know the need for religion becomes a little bit more of a superficial maybe, or like kind of, it can be a scam for a lot of people too. I don't begrudge anyone who finds religion um, later on in their lives. I just think that like uh, for, 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 celebrities in particular there's a need there yeah i find it really interesting when people come to it later in life too mm-hmm. it's like what were you doing like why at 35 are you all that you care about this but but besides christ justin bieber was was i think saved by Haley bieber's fine ass and i understand that <laughs> Haley bieber could save me too <laughs> if Haley bieber said come to church i would go to church you know what i mean so i i kind of see i see both sides that's right <laughs> i see both sides yeah, see, we, we do crazy things for love. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I moved to California. Do you wait? You had a baby like recently, right? I did seven months ago. Yeah. Um, Where's your baby at? He's this at- has a home alone feel to it. <laughs> he's just upstairs <laughs> having a snack. No, um, he's a uh, he's in daycare right now. I did that as soon mm. as I could. Smart parenting, but you might be the first. You might be the first guest we've had that had a baby during the pandemic is that right we don't do a lot this isn't a kid-friendly show uh really well lucky for you mark doesn't understand words at all so uh good okay cool so he can listen to mom (laughs) great great yeah so you said your son's your son's name is mark yeah mark mark with a c i like that mark is a cool you don't hear you don't meet too many baby marks nowadays i like that you're keeping the flame burning like for for established names Just yeah, just just a regular name, you know, a good Christian name. As a Chris and Jason, we obviously support regular <laughs> names. You know what I mean? We 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 love rip from the Bible is our is our naming strategy. Yeah, but you know, it, it's hard. I don't. I didn't want to have to pretend that you know your your daughter named Brooklyn or something like that was cool. <laughs> yeah. But so I'm glad you picked a good a good normal name like Mark. That's it, right. it, I mean, it's a timeless evergreen content name. I like to joke that he's named after Mark by Mark Jacobs to people I might not know very well. Um, just to see <laughs> Oh yeah, cuz it's with a C. He's not, by the way. <laughs> but, <laughs> no, 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 no. Does your son already vape? Does he vape? Um I fact, I think I'm going <laughs> to introduce him to that on his first birthday, but he's preoccupied yeah, with his, yeah, with his thumb right now. That's his drug of choice. Mm. Well, we have to start <laughs> we have to start we have to start somewhere. We all started with a thumb and then you move on to oxycontin and you know, we could talk about that later. But um the thumb is it's the nicotine of body parts. I'm not the first person to say that. <laughs> yeah, Jason is Jason once again coming with the jewels. But what was uh, no pun intended. What was the um Jesus Christ. What 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 was the so what was the overall experience like was it nerve-wracking or were you just like i gotta have a baby so we're just gonna do this let's do a play-by-play for the childbirth if we if you don't mind yeah take us through because jason and i don't have kids and um it's terrifying to me the whole shit is crazy you did you did you didn't do it at home right you did it in a hospital i think it's beautiful oh gosh no 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 uh so i definitely <laughs> did it in a hospital i know that that's something that uh kind of is ambiguous for people who live in in california but uh that wasn't that wasn't going to go that way thank god i didn't either uh there were quite a few complications and i needed all of the facilities of a hospital so um i'm i'm very happy that i i chose to do in a hospital but i got pregnant before the pandemic um actually it was in December, January. And, um, one of the, the first things that uh, I did in January was uh, go to, go to China to visit family members. Like while we were on our way there, my aunt was telling me that, um, she's like, there's a, this, the flu that's going around. Um, 
You might want to bring some masks. We have them. We're not sure if it seems like very serious or not, but like it should be fine. And we get there and like I touched on day three, the country shut down. Just like it was it was early quarantine. I and I quarantined at their house for two weeks, was able to get on a flight to come home. Um, and I think a couple of days later they locked down like outside travel. So you flew you flew all the way to China, yeah. quarantined for two weeks and turned around and came home. Yeah. I mean, I was, we were there to visit um, grandparents um, and, uh, you know, sort of, I was pregnant. So there was this very like existential sort of like moment where I'm like, oh, like family, you know? Um, And then as soon as I got back, I was like, wow, I'm so glad that's over and I don't have to do that again. Man, China's crazy. Well, dodge that bullet. (laughs) Well, no, quarantining. I was like, can you imagine if we had to do something like that in the United States? Like, I don't know how we would do it, but like, well, if we did do that, then we wouldn't, we wouldn't, yeah, we wouldn't yeah. still be, uh, yeah, we didn't do it is the problem. That's the problem. Yeah. And so, I would have been fine with two weeks instead of 12 months. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. I was ready to do two weeks, but luckily for me, uh, as a super spreader, we were never forced to do that by the, by the tyrannical government. I see. I see. Yeah. Don't tread on me, Connie, <laughs> is all I'm going to say to that. I, know, I mean, my grandparents <laughs> called, uh, early summer and they're like, we're we're doing normal like everyone's back to work like we're all out eating at restaurants she's like what's happening over there she's like do you guys want to come back and i'm like what a cool stunt what a cool stunt yeah yeah what is your what is your relationship with china like have you spent a lot of time there or is it something that you do like quarterly you know what i mean (laughs) uh am i like by global is what you mean are you talking about taxes chris Uh, no, I'm talking, you know, I'm talking about like a, like a, you know, a lot of people I feel like in situations like this, it's like, oh, we go every couple years, maybe yeah. it's five years, mm-hmm. you know, it just, it, it, and as you get older, I feel like, uh, it gets longer, further apart. You know what I mean? Is, is, is how it goes. I think I've, I've probably had the opposite kind of experience of that. I was born in China and, uh, immigrated mm-hmm. here when we were 12 for, for my dad's college education. Um, but he, uh, kind of, we got stuck here, um, after Tiananmen Square, they did a real crackdown on, students who are abroad um, and who mm-hmm. uh, had, had shown sort of like leanings towards like pro democracy views. Um, this is, this is why, this is exactly why this is a Republican podcast. <laughs> I can't get, I can't, I can't get locked out of China. I cannot get locked out of China. So th- thank you for making that clear. Yeah, I mean, well, so the U S offered green cards, we accepted and uh, we became citizens in 1990 ish something. But it took us about like 10 years for us to be able to go back to China and feel comfortable mm-hmm. being there. Um, so I was like, I was 12, I think, the first time I went back. Um, and then it took another few years for us to go back again. And then for a while, I was going back every year or every two years, either for work or just on my own to, to visit family because all my extended family is still there. So earlier last year was the, the last time I've been back. And I'm actually not sure um, when I will be able to go back. It'd be nice to introduce Mark to my whole family. But at this point, it, yeah. Yeah, the geopolitics seem a little dicey right now. Might not be your call to make. Exactly. Just quite yet. Exactly. Damn. <laughs> Soon enough. We'll be back to normal in that way, and we can all go back to traveling around. I've I've never I've only been to Beijing, and I really want to go explore so much more of China. You know? It's an it's an amazing place. It's a that. very surreal place, um, especially when it comes to uh, the the media. <laughs> Something that's relevant to all of us, I guess. I mean, like I was such a like mm-hmm. a child asshole. Like the first time I got went back, like I lived my life on the internet at home. And so I was so fascinated with what the internet was going to be like in China that I like went on my uncle's computer the first thing I did. And I typed in like <laughs> Tiananmen Square, like blah, 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 blah. And like um, <laughs> got him in pretty big trouble. Uh, <laughs> yeah. but it, <laughs> I know. I know. He's like, what? Did you get caught looking up porn? No, worse. <laughs> I Googled Tiananmen Square. But honestly, like you joke about it, but <laughs> that's, that's a very real thing. And like even the last time I went back, you know, like we were watching sort of like just the, the, the news and they were like live streaming. I think it was C-SPAN or something. And then I think that like people, the Congress members were like starting to talk about China. All of a sudden the screen went black, you know, like they just cut it, cut it off. And there was like dead space on TV, which is TV for insane. a long time. Yeah, that's like, insane. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, oh, yikes. Yeah. So it's a, it's, it's an interesting thing, but I really think that like we're in a place now where, you know, I've read that it's easier for the average Chinese person to gain upwards mobility than the average American. And for a long time, you know, like I would have conversations with like friends and family who live in China and be like, you know, like democracy versus communism. It's very clear to me, like which one is winning. You know, it's just very clear to me which one is winning. Mm -hmm. And now it's harder for me to have that conversation. Like morally, I know which one 
is. Hey, we don't talk about morals on this podcast either. That <laughs> morals and ethics, we don't talk about that here either. We just talk what about, about money. internet so, access. Internet access. <laughs> now you're talking. Now you're speaking about when you say you grew up on the when you say you grew up in the internet. Yeah. You you mean you spent all your time on the World Wide Web as like a kid. Oh, yeah. That's where you found your Absolutely. your your people. Yeah. With the uh, AOL dial-up, with those like CD-ROMs, I had a dance made up to like the dial-up um, tone. <laughs> I think dial-up dance, like, that, like just like Soldier Boy. Exactly. Yeah, that, yeah. You you beat. You were the original Soldier <laughs> Boy. Was there was there a particular was there a particular community that you were gravitating towards, or was it just like making friends in other places? Uh, it was all of it. Um, I mean, I started out in like chat rooms, right? Uh, that's, mm-hmm. that's just where you mm-hmm. hung out as like a, a, a young person, a kid on the internet, which is very safe and cool. There's a lot of different kinds of chat rooms, Connie. You know what I'm talking about? We, we had, um, do you know Lauren Sai? She's a, yeah, a yeah. actress model. She was on there. She, she, she discovered the, the furry community online at the age of 11. So mm-hmm. what was your furry name? Um, I, uh, <laughs> was very interested in having online boyfriends as a, a very young person. Um, and I had no idea what that meant. I hope your parents didn't find those floppy disks you hid under the, under the couch cushions. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, I mean, I had no idea what I was doing. Connie, was- maybe, maybe you and I dated at some point that, on AOL. That's there's, right. a, there's, a, there's a small possibility. Were you ever a dishwasher from <laughs> Pittsburgh? <laughs> he was the boyfriend that, of my, are, is, are you being serious I'm being serious and that was my last one i was like because I, I didn't understand what having a boyfriend meant as like a what the 10 year old and so i was like oh it just means that you chat when you're free and i think he sent me a photo of himself but at the time you know how things downloaded back then it would be like a, a line at a time it takes yeah. a full last hour for you to get not photo. necessarily instantaneous there was some mystery there's some mystery to this and then it uncovered and he looked like a dishwasher <laughs> well i was like oh he's bald and i was like oh that's not a head and then yeah whoa <laughs> so you're 10 years old and a pittsburgh dishwasher sent you a dick pic that, that revealed itself very slowly very slowly I don't think I finished downloading it, but I was like, mm, I don't think I'm supposed to be looking at this. I ghosted him, but I think it was deserved, right? I I would say it was deserved. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that's illegal. Oh, but I, I'm pretty sure I was like, oh, yes, I'm 18 years old. My name is Constantine. Yeah. Right, right, you know, right, like, right. I, but it was very clear. Yeah, when you throw, when you, <laughs> when you throw the con- Constance out there, I'm already, yeah, you're over 18 immediately if you say mm-hmm. your name is Constance. That's a good point, Chris. Yeah, there ain't no 10 year old, there ain't, there ain't no 10 year old named Constance. Or their 50 year old white lady. Yeah, 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 also true. Damn, that's actually, that's fucking crazy. Yeah. But that is, but that AOL, wasn't like I mean, that's our, my community. I'm not like in there with all of like the dishwashers from Pittsburgh who are sending like their dick pics <laughs> sure, to sure, children. Sure, that's, sure, uh, sure. But that, I mean, you, you still poke around on r slash dishwashers, but you're not like a functioning <laughs> active member in the community. That's right. Um, but I was, I don't know what I can, I can tell you. I was always looking for community online. Um, didn't find it there. Well, Jason, like Jason and I, Jason and I were both like heavily involved in like punk and hardcore and Jason was into graffiti and all of that stuff also kind of existed like it was yeah. mail order and stuff to get mm-hmm. records but also those communities existed online and so it's a similar you know absolutely it was the place to communicate basically and yeah. and um yeah i was cybering chicks all the time back then baby <laughs> i have a question for you guys like do you think that there were actual adults in chat rooms i have a oh, theory yeah. that is Definitely. just all 10 to 14 year olds being like oh, oh, oh like asl like i've 18 i've 18 i'm certainly 18 as well i think <laughs> i do think there's we're a little, all 18 i was a kid you know i was whatever 10 14 years old doing it and all my friends were doing the same and you would come home from school and log on and talk to all your friends but there had to have been some creepy ass weirdos on there pretending to be a ten year old. That's just that's just the rule of the internet. I think the anonymity of the internet is truly the problem with it. I think that's like what the you know what I mean? I think that's like still the issue that plagues us today. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it be Sounds like you should move to China, Chris. Uh yeah, I, I'm thinking about it. After after I saw the QAnon documentary, eight Chan has entered the chat um on my <laughs> on, on, on my no. But I mean all joking aside, I think an anonymity is what like that's where trolls live. I mean, that's like the worst part of the internet. You know, one of mm-hmm. the worst parts of the internet. But it also is. I mean, it's not going away anytime soon. It isn't. Yeah. Yeah. Have you have have you had some anonymous haters come at you? 
I, I really hope I'm not opening the door to, uh, to such to haters. Um, but no, um, <laughs> never open the door for a stranger or a hater. Let me tell you something about how long gone we open the door for haters every fucking day. We go out and we do battle. That's what we do here on this podcast. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, but I just it, being a, being a, being, um, you know, a relatively public figure and writing things that could make people, you know, feel something. Mm-hmm. Um, usually that com- that comes with the territory, but what you're doing is a little more thoughtful and less like hot takey. So I think that also breeds a different kind of conversation. It it does. And I have a policy where I don't really engage with people who I suspect are doing things in a like kind of a bad faith way. So yes, no, I have people who are, you know, very, very critical of things that I write or very dismissive of it. That's totally fine. I've had, I haven't had anyone who has stuck around though um, and continues to harass Mm -hmm. me. I, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of muting tweet threads and just like muting certain words and uh taylor swift is muted um and oh, dang. unfortunately unfortunately if you don't want to get don't get a podcast connie let me tell you let me stop you right there <laughs> it, it, you know because this is a mm-hmm. there's no editors i mean there is an editor but it's jason so it's not you know what i mean it's not this isn't this isn't ap style arguably i make things worse with my edits. good point especially for me um yeah. but i do think that the 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 the, the hater culture i mean i i don't i i've witnessed like I've had a couple of those situations where I like tweeted something that I thought was very innocuous about Taylor Swift or Nicki Minaj, and I'm just my my three or four days are ruined. Oh yeah, there's nothing you can do. about it. I mean, it. speaking of religion, right? Isn't this just like disciples and like zealots of a religious figure who are just like who believe like they're doing the Lord's work by like tearing down people or like harassing people, and they think that this is some sort of like noble holy thing. Thank thank God Lizzo's fan base hasn't learned how to mobilize yet because I was, yeah my man, she's Jason would be de- Jason would be dead on arrival. But I do think that I, I think that that sort of I guess I just have always felt like. I can't explain it. Like, I feel like I'm part of something and I can't be a fan that much of anything. Yeah. Like I've never, even when I was a kid, mm-hmm. I, I just, I love stuff and I still do, but I could never go that far, even as like an underdeveloped brain yeah. teenager. Oh, thank God. I just don't. Okay. I mean, like, I, I feel like this is the thing that has plagued me my entire life. I cannot become that big of a fan of something. I just don't understand the sort of like celebrity, you know, like I, I I'm not that I'm allergic to, I don't like despise it. I just don't get it yeah which makes my job kind of difficult um, because a large part of what refinery 29 covers is communities who are obsessed with certain things you know and uh mm-hmm. you know what it is like to to identify with certain cultural products and stuff i have found it all so weird like i don't have like a sports team i'm not like a super fan of any like movie franchises like mm-hmm. even bands and stuff i'm just like well, like music is good <laughs> I rock with music. Yeah. Do you do you have like a favorite TV show? No. Something simple like that. Mm-mm. No favorite food. Oh, uh food is different, but like I don't like subscribe like I I'm not like this restaurant can do no wrong. This right, right, chef right. is like my hero. Like I don't I like I can't stand. <laughs> For the majority of my life, I never really was able to identify a favorite thing of anything. Yeah. And I I started trying to like chalk it up to just liking so many things that I couldn't pare something down or being indecisive to where I couldn't just say like, this is my favorite color. This is my favorite movie, whatever it is. I'm a stand there's of There's always orange. something around the corner that's going to be better. That's something like, I think orange. No, I'm really kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't, I mean, I like stuff. I think, you know, I'm considered to be a hater quote unquote, but I truly am passionate about yeah. like, I love, you know, I love The Cure, for example. But mm-hmm. if I met Robert Smith, it would be cool. I could be like, "Oh, what's up, man? I love them." You know, it could be a normal. That's, I think, the differentiator. Is like a, you wouldn't be blowing snot out of your nose. Yeah, I'm not gonna like bow down and kiss the guy's feet. Like he made a lot of great records that I love, and I'm uh, impressed by that, and I like it. But that's kind of where it ends. I don't, yeah. I don't need to like worship, worship someone. You know what I mean? I just think that that is. It sounds like you guys both had um, a healthy childhood, and your parents raised you well so you don't you know you're not seeking that out from other places wow thank you mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah I, I found it and I, I did don't, don't thank me yeah thank your thank, parents thank mark's grandparents that's right <laughs> i don't yeah but i mean that's a i think that for you in your in your position at work that's good and bad i think it's like being totally unimpressed with someone if you're talking to them or interviewing them or not, not that you do a lot of that, but in general, I think that is the better approach than being coming at it. Like with any sort of fandom, you're not going to get an honest, it's not going to be honest. Well, like I, I love, I I like 
<laughs> Do you see me equivocating here? I love, I like, I'm kind of into, um, I really appreciate good work. You know, like if someone is really yeah. like in mastery of work, like I think that is a phenomenal thing. But I also like understand that the person who's doing it is like a real person. And so like, it's hard for me to to attach my own emotional sort of anything to another person's emotional anything. So like if they succeed, I don't feel like I succeeded. You know, I can appreciate that if they succeeded, but if, if they get knocked down, I'm like, I'm not like, mm. oh no, like it's going to be a really bad day for me. You know, it's, yeah, I can, yes, I can, yes. well, not even if you followed somebody kind of their, their career from infancy and then they rose to, to stardom and success, you don't have a feeling, you know, you don't get any uh, sat- sense of satisfaction for that. Oh, it, yes. But you know, if you were an early adopter to the music of Solange or something like that, <laughs> yeah, not not exactly. No, I, I will say like, which maybe, brings us into social currency nowadays. You know, investing in people. The only person I really did feel a real kind of affinity for is Anthony Bourdain. Let's go, Connie. You know, when, like, in, damn, you and TJ have a lot in common here. I'm, I'm a, I yeah, like. We're we're Dane gang. <laughs> <laughs> R.I.P. Fucking idiot. I just saw today actually that. Um, that they're finishing his, his his long time like assistant is finishing his last book. There was like a New York Times story about right? it. Oh shit! Oh wow, I didn't see that. Um, I don't. I don't love that. Publish it raw. I think that like people who are a fan of his writing, like myself, like we can we can read it and take it for at face value. You know. Um, Thanks for using a, a culinary term, by the way, Connie. Had a very Gordon Ramsay oh, wait, energy to it. I didn't even realize I did it. What did I say? Publish it raw. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> did you grow up with Bourdain or did you discover Bourdain in like high school and college? Uh, high school and college for sure. I did not grow up with cable TV. So there is no way that I was going to watch. What did you- so is Connie, are you sick in the kitchen? No, no, not at all. I like, I'm a fan of like the one pot meal, one, one pan, Uh-oh. one pan meal, like the one anything meal. Like that. Don't do I Tony do. like that. <laughs> Don't do Tony like that. He's, he's watching down from us. <laughs> Yeah, he's not. No, he's looking up, Jason. Let's be honest. But I mean, I'm, 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 I'm kind of surprised. Only to because hear that. he's on the mat in a jujitsu position, Chris. He's not <laughs> in hell. I, I mean, do you think? I don't want to speculate, but I think he died jerking off. Oh boy. Well, I don't know. If this is a conversation I want to talk about, even though I'm the one who probably brought up uh, <laughs> surprise, surprise dicks. Oh, I apologize. <laughs> surprise dicks. When 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 he passed away, that was by far the number one celebrity death that affected me the most. Yeah. But unfortunately, you know, whatever happened to our twisted minds, we we deal with that that loss and we mourn with comedy. You know. Mm-hmm. That's right. What does that say about us? I Connie? also well, I think I'm lumping you into this group now. <laughs> I think that's you're, what he Connie, wanted. Connie, you're a sick fuck. Well, thank you for that. Yeah, Connie, you're part of the fucking problem. I'm sorry to say <laughs> it, but now you've been inducted into the shitty Hall of Fame with us. Mm-hmm. And and blame my dishwasher boyfriend, <laughs> Connie Wang, live from the gutter. She was she was dating fucking dishwashers at ten years old. That's true. She's coming from a different. Yeah, she's doing it different than us. Jason. You make me look like a saint. Yeah, and that's tough. I listened to my lighthouse CD for for weeks afterwards, just really in mourning. <laughs> to try to, to, try Is to that, I'm falling even more in love with you. Uh, I think so. Yeah, that really deep like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a great song. That's a great band, actually. It really I, spoke I, directly to my soul. They're Christian too, apparently. Yeah, they are Christian. I was going to say that. Yeah, yeah and that's definitely. but that's what I mean. But they did it cool. They did it the right way. <laughs> well, it's because he was hot. It's because he's not hot. a lot, a lot of, of fuckable Christians. Amen. Just Mikey and Lifehouse guy. Yeah, Jars of Clay really didn't have the same aesthetic appeal. <laughs> Jars of Clay. <laughs> Brandon Flowers could. Oh, I guess he's Mormon, but I would still smash. <laughs> That's true. He's a very handsome. He's a man. cute guy. He's a cute guy. I don't know if sexy is the word I'd use for him though. Really? He doesn't Connie's looking Connie's looking at him like a piece of fucking steak that Bourdain just pulled off the grill. I did just Google him. I did. Uh hmm. he's doing this like weird, like doing a Harry Styles thing right now, and I'm not So you don't think Harry Styles is hot? Don't come from a man like that. No, I do think he's hot, but I think it's embarrassing when like a person twice his age is like doing the same outfit. Preach, Connie. <sighs> okay. Well, Connie, I guess I'm going to put my shirt back on then. I'm sorry to ruin this Zoom. <laughs> Chris, you, did you cut the tags off the Gucci skirt? I hope not. I finally cut the tags off the Gucci skirt, and I did. I, I my, my leather blazer is unfortunately now thrown over the chair carelessly because Connie rejected me. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Sorry about that. It's another hard day in the podcast <laughs> land. Yeah. What did you think about Kid Cudi's dress? Can I be honest? Yes, you can. I think you could have done better. 
I really do. Think yes, he could have. Better. I mean, it. I have <laughs> like I appreciate a person in a dress, no matter what. But this dress looked like a Taylor Swift dress, did it not? Like it was like cottagecore, which is like a fine trend to participate in, but not for a, like a, a performance like that. But it did. It did have a little satin shine to it, which is a little less cottagey and a little more like 1995 prom dress vibe. That's true. Yeah, you're right about that. And a little tiny like off white right at the rib cage. Like, but I just don't know. Like the accessorizing was a little off to me. Connie's getting to her Juliana Rancic bag right now, and I like it. <laughs> She's live live from the red carpet with E! News right now. The claws are out. I I appreciate anyone taking a risk and a chance when it comes to personal style. But if you do that, I think mm-hmm. you should just go for it. I feel like this, like, what I don't like to see is, like, people wanting to take a big risk and then only taking half a step. And I feel like the stress was, like, a half a step. We call that limping in in the gambling community. Limping in? Connie, what is your comfort level on camera? Because we, we know you had a show. Did you feel comfortable in front of the camera off rip or did it take a little time? Oh God, I'm super uncomfortable on camera. You know, I, I like, I actively do not look at myself in zooms. I like minimize it whenever I can. Um, if there is a camera pointed at me, I like, I can't, I can't do it. That was the hardest thing about shooting. What do you, what do you do to, what do you do to shake out the willies de-stress? Is it Tito's or is it Casamigos? Gosh, I mean, I, like, I wish there was a, like an occasion to drink tequila right now. Um, I haven't had it in, in a long time. Well, I'll see you at the rap party for this episode. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, well, and then, we, have, we have the rap party right after this. I, yeah, I'm right a fan of Tito's, by the way. Um, yeah. Uh, no, I'm not comfortable on camera. I'm trying to get there. Um, but, you know, thank God for things that aren't live. If this podcast was live, I'd be in jail. <laughs> that's true. We we would at least not have any advertisers. That's for sure. I find I find being in front of the camera is not that difficult. But I also just I've come to terms with what I look like. You know what I mean? And I think once you just recognize that, like this is probably as good as going to get, and these cheekbones are they're there, <laughs> but they're not prominent. You know, then you just keep moving forward, and you hope that your personality will lift you up. That's that's a good way of putting it. That's a good way of putting. It. But I really don't. If if you feel like you have a problem, I feel like I don't know. Both of you are very handsome people. Well, Connie, I Connie, I have a lot of problems um, that, that unfortunately go beyond skin deep. <laughs> and we want you, we want you to be the mommy that solved the problems for us, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now that you have this motherly energy, yeah, I think that yeah, you, you're you're even. I give more off motherly energy. Oh my god! No, no, no! You're like cool, you young, hot mom. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Only, only the coolest, hottest mom. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Hey, were you, you're at Erewhon, not at Food for Less. That, thank you for that. I was at Erewhon a couple weeks ago. Um, the Calabasas one. Oh, Calabasas, Calabasas location. That's right. that, that sleepy old store. <laughs> I didn't know you had it like that. What, 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 what do you like about LA? What neighborhood are you guys in? You don't have to be super specific, but give us a general. Uh, I'm in Atwater. Um, I, I love it a lot. It is a great neighborhood. Jason's the former mayor of Atwater, just really? so you know. He was the first person I knew to live there eight years ago, nine years ago. I'm also the boomerang king of Atwater Village. It's uh... <laughs> like literally, like you're out. <laughs> no, it's it's no, no, not no. the popular Australian uh, Australian activity. It's more so the the animated GIF feature that Instagram offered <laughs> a few years ago. I like. I don't, I don't even think I understand. Uh... <laughs> Smart. You're better off. You're better off. Where are you boomeranging in Outwater? Just like on Glendale Ave, you're just like back and forth. Yeah, exactly. Uh, (laughs) For our listeners at home, she just did a move and then reversed right back the same way you'd see on a classic them jeans boomerang. Clearly proving that she knows what a boomerang is. Just uh, don't try to lie to us, Connie. Don't do that. Well, I was just trying to differentiate. Was a boomerang the physical one that you throw, which also would be a difficult one to, to. thing to really get into in Atwater. There's a lot of houses very close together. The degree of difficulty for both mediums is equally difficult. I would agree with that. Um, <laughs> yeah, let's yeah, not. I, I used to live, in, I lived in Atwater for almost like 10 years. Oh, wow. I just moved to Glendale like a year and a half ago, two years ago. I love, I love this side of things. This side of the LA River is fantastic. But like, I will say, I don't know anything about LA. Like to this, like I've, I've been here now for a year and a half, almost two years. Uh, the pandemic has really stolen a lot of a lot of getting to know LA for me. Um, I know my neighborhood exceptionally well, mm. but I will say, whenever I listen to your podcast and you're talking about like going out in LA, it is just proper nouns I don't know. Just 
It's just a series of proper nouns. I don't know the names of people. I don't know the names of restaurants. I don't know the brands and the food. And do you like that? No. Do you like the uh, the amount of? Okay. Is, no. Is it disorienting? It is like I'm auditing a class. Connie Connie wants to be plugged in. Auditing a class. Yeah. I'm just like, well, I am studying the wrong thing. I am not prepared. Well, for just just like a, a college class, you got to work for it. We're gonna take you to the water. You're gonna have to figure out how to drink, but that's part of the journey. I see. Just as long as it's not the LA River, I. So, but I can give you some LA tips. I mean, how many horses do you have? <laughs> well, I, that, I feel like that's a Calabasas tip, and I'm an LA tip. I don't have any horses. Oh God! What's the what's your proof? What's your proof order, though? My proof order. I love those very long little sandwiches that they do. Oh yeah, delicioso. Very good because it's a bite. It's a whole. It's a whole section of sandwich in one bite. You feel like a giant. It's a glizzy sandwich. You just go. Nom, 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 oh nom, yeah, nom, and then just you just push. Jason, it don't ever do that again. <laughs> don't ever do that again. <laughs> Copy that. Copy that. Do you do you get the you get the one with the prosciutto and the butter? I like that one. The salami. I do and like butter? the ham and cheese one a lot too. I, just as long as you're not getting the vegan one. Yeah, oh, that one's okay. What about that new gentrification store, Wine and Eggs? I have been there, and I, like I I appreciate the fact that they have vegan kimchi. I am I have a seafood allergy, which makes regular kimchi the good kimchi like non-accessible to me and it makes bums me out uh and usually uh erewhon is the only place i can find vegan kimchi um which is one of the only reasons i go to erewhon but now i can just go to wine and egg (laughs) what brand do you use uh it's mother-in-law's kimchi like if you like kimchi you will never make a vegan kimchi and i really respect that it is only the gringo brands that will do vegan kimchi. And- Shout out to mother-in-law kimchi, who I just learned yesterday. They're, they're, they listen to this podcast. They're a fan of the pod. Really? Okay. Yeah, Connie, we'll talk after the pod. I'll get your address. I'll have I'll have them send over the Pacquiao to the house, okay? Yeah, thank you very much. Well, I mean, look, this is the kimchi fried rice I made yesterday. Ta-da! Damn. Damn. She's okay, not Connie. new to this. She's true to this. She really lives this, One this fucking life. One pot. What? Okay, are you an air fryer though? Because you are an Asian mom now, so by law you have to get an air fryer. <laughs> are you my mother? I've been asked this by her a couple of times. Um, you know that is a topic of discussion um, that it, that Asian moms really love. It's it's specifically the brand of air fryer that you can get at Costco. Um, and no, I have not. I have not gotten one for myself because I think it's just a toaster oven, is it not? I have a toaster oven. Dead ass, Connie. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's real. But also, you know, I didn't think the instant pot was anything more than a pressure cooker. But now, you know, I woke up one day and there's one in my kitchen. I didn't buy it. It's just there. Yeah. So these are things that just get put into our lives. Thanks a lot, Jeff Bezos. <laughs> Bezos. I just I don't have enough counter space. I don't know where you <laughs> you store these gigantic contraptions. Well, that's why you move out of Atwater and you got to go a little bit more east to Glendale, get a little more square footy. But it looks like you have a nice. Crib. I do. We'll we'll talk after yeah. we're recording and find. I need to find out exactly where you live in that water. What what kind of what kind of whip? What's the whip game looking like now that you're in LA? You got the Tesla butterfly doors or? Well, I did them. I think most LA thing you could possibly do, which is uh, take my mom's car. So that's what I drive. Okay, is it the LS three fifty, the ES three fifty? Which Lexus is it? <laughs> no, it's a BMW X three. 15 years old hell yes that's pretty chic though i like that um well i mean like i think what you described is the car actually that my mom drives currently so um mm-hmm. uh racist or not you 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 kind of got it uh but <laughs> so the the, the the bmw that i'm driving is a beautiful car it was perfectly taken care of my mom drove it for 10 years going back and forth uh to work which is only two minutes away for her so like it had no miles on it low so low mileage original owner but what's the backup cam situation because you have a you have a baby on board now oh no (laughs) that's what i drive with the baby but the problem is bmws break down after exactly like 15 years and so i have had to Mm -hmm. take it into the shop every six months for like major repairs the teslas are looking a little sweeter than they were before i don't know about that (laughs) (laughs) my girlfriend's mom also has a bmw x3 really it's not 15 years old but maybe it's more like 10 yeah yeah and the thing's in great condition mm -hmm. you're so you're saying after five years yeah it's drive that bitch off a cliff i've only had it for two years and i have just destroyed it you know it's really just it doesn't look anything like it used to she came to visit um uh, to help out with the baby uh earlier uh this year and um 
she was like, I went to go pick her up at the airport. And she just didn't say anything about the car. Just silence. And that said more than anything. You know, that's really funny. She's like, your car smells like fucking juice boxes. There's Cheerios scrunched into the upholstery. There's a bunch of like what do you frozen two stickers on the inside of the window. I said, what, do you, what do you think the capabilities of a seven month old are? <laughs> like, Jason, Jason, look, lady, I don't know how old Mark is. I assume that Mark was what, eight years old, nine years old. That's right. Just being able yeah. to put stickers on a window and drink a juice box. That is like right now he, he has just learned how to do this with his hand, just slam things. And I am so proud of him. Like that is a major like motor skill that he just, you know, we we have to start somewhere and I'm glad to hear that Mark's well ahead of his, I feel like he's well ahead of some of his contemporaries, some of those other losers at his age, you know, he seems advanced. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to be teaching Kumon, not attending Kumon. You know, my dad owns a Kumon. Um, I actually, actually did know that because I listened to you talk about that on a different podcast. I didn't want me to make a, the, the, the Kumon reference was only a callback to your personal life and not yet another racist uh, stereotype. I'm sorry about that. I apologize for my partner. I always expected to, and this is like my own prejudices. Like when he opened his Kumon, which was not that long ago in in the same town that we grew up in. So me and my sister, we never did Kumon. Mm -hmm. I thought it was going to be predominantly other like Chinese American students. That's not the case. Like his main, really? yeah, his the, the the families that go to him um, for to enroll their kids, mostly Somali. Um, wow. There are a lot of them are like Indian American students. Um, they're all immigrants though, which like kind of mm-hmm. speak to the immigrant experience. It's just like everyone comes to this country and they think they see education as their, um, you know, the the, the 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 most logical and straightforward way up, and starts with Kumon. I wish my fucking parents thought that. Well, me too. I didn't even pass ninth grade. I didn't. I dropped out of high school. I didn't pass ninth grade algebra. But luckily, because I'm a white male, I still found my way to the top, baby. That's, that's right. what America's built on. That's right. <laughs> that's what America is. That's what this cursed country is built on. Um, so, so you did not. You and your sister did not attend Kumon. Your dad teaches it. Is Mark going to attend? It comes up a lot. But at first, I think we're going to have to, you know work on walking putting food into his own mouth by himself look if you're afraid of the question connie that's fine i mean i have this feeling this gut gut feeling that um (laughs) mark and i love him so much is going to grow up to be a himbo like he has all (laughs) all of the traits of a himbo which is actually like well wonderful the world needs himbo yeah let me let me tell you something right now connie i've been called a himbo and i have to tell you I have, and I take it, you know, some people might think it's a diss. I take it as a compliment. <laughs> I don't, this I don't see been called worse. Yeah. I've been called a lot worse. This, this podcast has been referred to kind of as a himbo vehicle. Is that right? Well, as a mother of a himbo by certain people, as a mother of a himbo, I, I think that that's a, that is a compliment. You should take it as a compliment. Himbos <laughs> are always welcome. Like everyone loves it when a himbo is there, right? Yeah, because mm-hmm. uh, I was going to ask you, Connie, what himbo traits are oh. beginning to show themselves at the early age of seven months? He is—he's uh, devastatingly cute, like real, like, mm. and I and I know <laughs> that I am biased as a parent. Like, this is my child. I understand that I, my brain mm-hmm. is diseased to see my child as cute, but he is really cute. He's got like the quaff where the the bangs like mm. do this wave thing, and it's just like he was—he came Damn. out of me looking like this. Um, <laughs> Must he, be nice. He does this thing where he bites his lower lip and then like looks down at you like this. The emoji face who's got the hat on and he's doing the little lower lip bite. That's right. Yep. He's like he's okay. he, he already knows how to do TikTok face and like. <laughs> Damn. It's pretty bad. It took Jason. It took Jason forty years to learn how to do that to every waitress. So I'm glad that Mark is kind of ahead of the curve That's on right. that a little bit. Well, he hates reading too, which is a big one. Every <laughs> every time I try to read to him, he's like, ah, ah, no. Mark, Mark, and Jason have a lot in common. And I'm seeing some similarities here. Hopefully, Mark grows to be as tall as Jason because that really helps with the kind of the himbo quality. Yeah, you're going to want to switch from breast milk to muscle milk pretty soon. I mean, what what is formula but muscle milk for babies, right? Connie, shit. I know you. I know Bars. you're sick with the pen, but I want 1,500 words on this. <laughs> My so-called himbo son. And not to brag, he is an <laughs> he's he's a 95 percentile in height, so I think he has a chance of being tall. Uh, Look, if this know. guy if this guy keeps that if that guy if this guy keeps that hairline and he's over six two, it's going to be a problem for you because you don't want your son to be a himbo stick man in high school. That's too early. Yeah, yeah. Don't let Mark peak at sixteen. 
what if he peaks at seven months? <laughs> now you save that for your therapy Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> this is wrong Zoom, Connie. Wrong Zoom. Wrong Zoom. That's Thursdays at twelve thirty. Mark is, Mark sounds like he's got it made. Yeah, but I mean, I think you're going to be fine. I feel good about the future of Mark. He's in good hands. I'm excited that he has amazing parents, and it's it's kind of interesting. Like my uh, my partner and I just uh, just got a new puppy or a new dog, and like every time those little tiny milestones happen, like you said, like oh, he just learned how to like smash his arm on the table, and it's all those little things, but. I'm sure it's so much more interesting or, or heartwarming every time. Every little thing, like, oh, my God, he, like, looked at me. Or he, like, looked in the mirror and saw himself. Don't compare your new dog, your rescue mutt, to, to Connie's beautiful child. I'm just saying, like, oh, my God, like, when I first got this dog, I would walk in the room and it would, like, hide under the bed run away from me. Sure. And now to, like, jump on the bed and say hi to me. I'm like, oh, this is, like, beautiful progress. Wow, look at that. Chris, you rag on Jason about this, but I, I kind of agree. We also rescued a dog last year, and he was a, he's a, you know, a, a, a greyhound. Um, so he's a uh, very weird uh it- look, look, look 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 if you're if your greyhound was a rescue i'm the queen of england okay yeah you spent four grand for that thing no. yeah don't fine. lie don't lie you wired money to somebody you've never met before and had that dog flown delta first class to atwater you drove to a boise well, Idaho if that's to the pick case, up i should have gotten my money back this dog was extremely <laughs> weird in the beginning i love hal now so it's with so much. My entire heart. Hal? Hal. His name is Hal. Short for Jalisco Fiesta, his racing name. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Short for what? Jalisco Fiesta. Jalisco Fiesta. Jalisco Fiesta. Yep. That was his race racehorse name. Yep. And now it's now it's Hal. I think Jason made guacamole there in high school. In Jalisco? I was a dishwasher <laughs> there. <laughs> I mean, having a greyhound named Hal is... This all sounds very sick so far. You're down. You're very good with names. Oh, well, I, hell came with hell as a name, so I can't take credit mm. for that. Can you rename? If Yeah, if you if you have a second, if you could rename Jason and I, that'd be great, because we're looking for a little more. What if you just swap? Yeah. Oh, good point. Good point. Because, oh, because all white people are interchangeable? Don't do that. Again, you said it. <laughs> <laughs> I, want, I want him to be named Luke from now on. It's very different. Me? Extremely different. Luke Black. For when you when you become a canceled racist country singer, damn Luke Black would be yeah. I just topped the Billboard Hot 100 country charts, but unfortunately, I was caught using the N word, and now my career is in the toilet. Oh boy! <laughs> Don't worry, that was modeled after Morgan Wallen. That was a real story that happened, so that that's why I said that story. Yeah, I wouldn't come up with something like that. I know. Ripped it's from kind of, the headlines, Connie. Ripped from the rip, headlines. Ripped from the headlines. Page six. Um. Connie, it's been a fucking pleasure. I got to tell you. I had a lot of fun. Very happy to have you on. Yeah. Shout out to Big Mark. I can't wait till Mark and I are hitting the clubs together the day he turns 18. Jason and I are taking him out for a a night on the town in Big LA. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. He's fucked. Yeah. Yeah, we'll take him to all. Yeah, me, me, Jason, and Mark pull up to Delilah. We dap Drake. We go in. We get him a little mezcal on the rocks. It's off to the races, baby. Last sentence was a fever dream for me. No idea what you said, but it sounds great. <laughs> that, that, that's that's the point. I understand these are all words in the English language, but I don't. I, you know, my comprehension level is not quite there. Pretty sure you made it up. <laughs> don't say that. I'm smart, Connie. Tell everyone uh, where where they can find you on the World Wide Web. I am Connie Wang on Twitter, and then Con Con Wang on instagram con con wang con 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 check out connie's work she's she's very bright i love her writing connie thank you for joining us um you brought this the the iq of this podcast up 100 points today so thank you for that um and uh well we're well you know i'm speaking i'm trying to be nice because jason's here we're we're happy to give you a crash course on himboisms for your new newfound life path with mark thank you i would appreciate that that's our really himboism is the only religion that i i can adhere to I really need a manual. No problem. No problem. We're working on that. Uh, check out Abrams 2022. Uh, all right. We'll, we will, um, Connie, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me.